Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jewel Schroeder, the founder of Unconventional Life at unconventionallifeshow.com. On today's episode, I'm going to share how to unconventionally promote your event. Stay tuned. Hi, Rudy Rodriguez here. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, uh, Jules from the Unconventional Life Show. Welcome. Hi, welcome, everyone. So good to be here. Awesome, Jules. I'm glad uh, you're here on the show with us today. Uh, I'm really excited for today's episode um, because when you're uh, connected to me by our mutual acquaintance, uh, Maya Rose Rogers, um, you know, she spoke very highly of you um, right away. She was so impressed by the quick call she had with you and the unconventional event that you had coming up in in Egypt. So I like had to learn more. And then when I went to start to learn more, I started to learn more about you. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jules has to be a guest on our show. And here you are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So good to be here. Yeah. And for our listeners who uh, are just now meeting Jules for the first time, Jules is a musician and the creator of Unconventional Life. Uh, it's a bucket list events company that actually is also one of the top-ranked podcasts for entrepreneurs that's reached millions of people in over 75 different countries and features stories about people who follow non-traditional paths. Um, she's also a real estate investor, speaker, author, and high-level business coaching consultant. And uh, the reason she's on the show is because she's a very experienced event leader. Uh, in fact, uh, she was ranked number one event for entrepreneurs by Inc. Magazine. Uh, so with all that being said, Jules, I am really excited to hear from you today on how to unconventionally promote your event and how, how have you done it? How have you built your event business and, and done the amazing things you have done? Yeah, well, thank you for this introduction. You know, I never actually set out to get into events. Events, I think, sought, sought me out. It all actually began with a near-death experience, a wakeboarding accident I had about seven years ago where went out with the guys one day, hit the water face planted and came out of the MRI in the hospital uh, out of body experience to this white figure, six black shadow council member conversation that was Jules. You have more work to do at the time. Do you want to do it? And at the time they thought my neck was broken. They thought I might've been a vegetable. And I just remember saying, yes, as long as I don't come back as a vegetable. And then that next moment I was zapped back into my body, felt this energy, forge my neck back together and shoot down the spine. And the day I woke up in 2015, that day, everything shifted. It was very much the end of life being driven by me and the start of life coming through. And I didn't know what I didn't know at the time I was running a digital marketing agency. I had just gone through a business partner embezzling a bunch of money, was in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt from a another you know venture. And I get a call three weeks later from a woman working at the United Nations who I met at a TED conference. And she was like, you want to come be a global ambassador for education? And I'm in a neck brace, still recovering from this accident. And this voice is like, tell her you have an initiative. And flash forward three weeks later, I'm at the UN. I start writing for Forbes. I create the first podcast on Forbes called Unconventional Life. And that led into a visceral dream 
that I had where I saw 30 entrepreneurs gathering and I woke up and Bali came out of my mouth and it was the vision for the first live event. And at that moment in time, you know, that dream shook me. I remember talking to my then boyfriend. I was like, I have this idea. I think it's about business. I think it's about life. I don't even know if I like people. I don't even know if I'm good at events. I have no idea how to get started in this nag. And I think we all have these feelings sometimes is knowing that there was something more it just ate at me. And I called a girlfriend who had been in the industry for 15 years. And I was like, Linian, you got to help me out. Three weeks later, we threw the first event in Bali for 30 entrepreneurs. And it was the first moment in my life that day five, that I felt like I finally found my form. I finally found the outlet for all these parts of my self-expression, musician, entrepreneur, all these different things to have a seat at the table and flash forward. You know, I had a great time. I put it out there to keep continuing. And eight, 10 years later, I've done trips on seven different continents for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. And it's been a really extraordinary experience that, you know, you never really sought out to do. And, and here we are <laughs> doing it. So. Well, that's inspiring. I love that you share like you had no idea how you're going to do it. You didn't know how you're going to do events, find people, none of that. You just had this vision and this faith and you just committed to that. And here you are, you know, seven, 10 years later and you've done it um, in a very unconventional way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, we've done these events, castle towns in Italy, islands in Madagascar. We just got back from Antarctica and it's, you know, always been, I always come back to what's most alive in me and where do I feel the energy and where do I feel the current? And I, I really do believe when we give ourselves conviction and we take a stand for the things that we feel that are important to us and we honor and pay respect to the things that really light us up, I do believe that we we get that same back tenfold. And that's been really the secret of my business has been people. It's been about caring for people, taking care of people, but also recognizing that one form doesn't always have to be the same. And so the model is replicatable. However, I was very clear from the beginning, it wasn't going to always be the conference town and, you know, Austin, Texas at this hotel annual yearly. It was, what does this group want? What do I want? What excites me here? And that allowed us to, you know, 10 years in the making, do these destination retreats all over the world. So. Wow. And you have one coming up to Egypt too, don't you? Just in a couple of weeks. We're taking over a ship on the Nile River, which is going to be incredible. And yeah, the events range in size from 30 to 500 plus people. I like to say I'm a magnet for people in transitions. And so fitting, right, that it got birthed from my near-death experience transition almost. And uh, it really gets to be a place where people get to be in the and perspective of success for themselves, you know, not just for monetary, but how do you really live legacy, purpose, impact, and all those incredible things. Remarkable. Thank you. And uh, just when we were in the green room before the show, we were talking about um, the, sh the show topic. And you, you mentioned that filling events, uh, you feel has been a strong suit for you guys and in, in your approach to do it very unconventionally. You mentioned this idea of uh, the star network. So I'd love to turn it over to you to share, you know, how you've unconventionally promoted your event over the years and um, all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it got really clear even back, you know, when I had that dream and I got clear that, yeah, it's great to be a big fish of your own pond, but what is it like to really leverage other zones of geniuses into these co-collaborations? <clears throat> and I believe we're in an era in our world right now that co-collaboration, co-evolution, we are greater than the sum of the individual parts. And so even that very first event for me back in 2016, I called my one friend who had experience, who then said, hey, what about these three other people who didn't even know me, who had audiences, who had experience, who had expertise? And I just said, hey, there's not much I can offer other than an all-expense paid trip to Bali. 
Do you want to come share your gifts, facilitate in an exchange, share this with your network? And those people then became people that shared the events. And we literally in three months, you know, sold this thing out. And I remember my dad, Wall Street guy is like, you're going to get people to pay you how much to fly where in what amount of time zone. But it's really true that, you know, when you think about all the people, you know, it's a network of conversations. And one of the ways that I've been so successful at filling these events, it's all been organic all word of mouth, people come back to, you know, at least, you know, two plus events. And uh, it very much feels like this family home. And that is in being able to really tap these co-facilitators or I call the star. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I've got an event that I want to do, or I've used paid traffic, or I haven't been that great with it. Audience pooling is really at the heart of the method. And I say, you know, activate your star. Who are the five people, the five points in your life, the five cheerleaders that just love you? And at the time, I didn't even know what I didn't even know. You know, I was like, I had nothing in the industry. I wasn't coming from an audience. I wasn't coming from anything. But I did have people that had been in the background witnessing my journey, loved what I was about, dug my vibe, and they had friends who had friends that also happened to be similar network. So your first step in the star network, identify your five cheerleaders. These could be people that, you know, are in your industry. They could be people that just love you, such as how we got connected, right? It was just someone that heard about what I was doing that shared about it with you. And she hasn't even been to one of my events yet. And so we have these people that we often don't see explicitly. And then it's a conversation of, hey, I would love to collaborate with you. And maybe these stars are also people you want to have come to your event. Maybe they're co-facilitators. Maybe they're people you want to have present, whatever that might be. Maybe they're just joint ventures. Maybe you offer them an affiliate, but figure out what's the win-win you can create in the relationship. And sometimes it's just as, hey, I just want to support you. Get me later. Sometimes it's like, I'm happy to support you. I'd love a percentage of ticket sales. Sometimes it's like, I just want a free trip to Bali. That's great. I'm happy to support you but discover the win-win as the step one, activate the star. And I find once you get five people in motion about your event, the conversation or the current of transformation, the arc of transformation you're standing for, it starts to become its own independent entity. And where I see people get stuck in filling their events is they really are the only ones holding it. Meaning they're the ones where their business is the one that's holding the energy of it. So whether they're on a good day or a bad day, people are registering or not registering, the idea lives and dies at the effect of what they can individually or as a business handle. When you move it into this next layer of the star network, it starts to become something independent, like a separate organism that breathes outside of you. And then that creates its own network of conversations. And then usually I find there's that next starlet network, those five tell five more, who tell five more, who tell five more. So where I spend my energy when we do our events is not individually selling, but I go to how can I most empower people in that first five to feel empowered to share? How can I create a win-win where they think it's so freaking cool, like you're going to Egypt or wherever it is that they can't wait to come back or, or to be a part of it? that they can then continue those conversations out there. And when I see those ripples, I watch these events, you know, whether, like I said, they're 30 or 500 start to fill in record time. And so figure out who your first five are, find a win-win, empower them to take that next step, create a win-win in that opportunity, and let this be an independent conversation such that your job is only to tend to the system rather than attend to the direct, direct registrations. I'm over here taking notes, Jules. So uh, this is remarkable. I'm going to recap what I heard you say. Number one, part of your star method, uh, select your five stars. Two, uh, discover the win-win. Uh, three, empower them. Um, and then I, I think I lost you on step four just a little bit. What was the, 
the next step? Then once you've got them empowered, then your job really just becomes about tending to your network. It is less of, I don't at this point spend the time having one-to-one conversations of trying to get people to register for my events. I really go one to many and my time is just tending to my stars. What do you need? Should we jump on a Facebook live? Do you need a sweet graphic made? Like how can I, you know, best empower you to be more supported? And so I'm really just the, the audience tender and that allows all boats to rise and for people to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's the last piece. We're naturally wired to want to feel in community. So you want to feel a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. So if you can connect whatever that thing is for you, for me, you know, I realized I didn't want to make money in one of 12 ways. Like I wanted to have the in reality. I wanted great love and great relationships and great money and all the things people wanted to rally around that. So I get to be the cause of that. So whatever the thing is that lights you up, that your event stands for, that you care about, if you full-heartedly just get to embody that vision that you stand for and rally your stars to hold that with you, then that gets to be your full-time job. And you'll watch how quickly the results of registrations happen from that. Stay in your zone of genius, which is having your vision, activate those to have shared vision and see the fruits that, that become possible. Oh, this is great. And as far as uh, selecting the five stars, if I can just maybe dig, dig a little deeper with you here, um, can, maybe can you give a, a name? And a relevant recent example of how you went about selecting five stars or one of sure. your five stars and just kind of how that conversation sounded like. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got our event happening up in Egypt. We do two unconventional lives, you know, every single year we're going to the Nile river and we just did an event in Fiji in November. And I was feeling this sense of like, I wanted some new energy, some new stars, if you will. I was feeling like the same types of people were coming to the events. And I love that, but I always try to have at least half the ratio of new energy kind of coming in as well. So one of the conversations that I had, you know, was with my core team, those that I knew were already going to come. And I just put it out there and I said, Hey, I, I want to expand what's here. Who has some great ideas of other people that we could, we could tap. And oftentimes we feel like I don't have an audience. I don't know anyone. There's no one who can support me. So even speaking into existence, I'm open for new introductions. I'm open for new relationships. Who do we already know? So if you can even just ask the question, if I know somebody who I think has a network or who might know other people, who do you know? That is the first step I often find. And that was an example of how I did it. Next thing I knew, I had like 15 introductions. I was like way overloaded of possible people that could happen. And what I did is I then just started to have a couple conversations. And for me, it's vibe first, the energy and alignment fit first. And from there, you know, sharing what the opportunity is, what could be possible. And for my co-facilitators, it's a, you know, a trip to Egypt in exchange. You know, I hope that they at least bring two people at a minimum. And then after they bring their two people, I then have like a whole sweet perk system, whether it's like commission that they then offer to them, or if it's upgrades, they get a better suite on the yacht or credits or whatever it might be. I then have like a gamify what I'm doing. So it feels fun to play. And uh, everything I'm doing, I tend to gamify. And so um, in that particular incident, pull the audience for more members. That's been one. Um, and then the other is, you know, if I'm activating a star, I just sometimes I'll see who's sharing my stuff a lot, who seems to be commenting a lot, who seems to just be like down on all the things that I'm doing. And sometimes that's another way I'll find stars is just have a conversation and say, hey, I noticed you like a lot of what I put out there. Like would love to, you know, see if I can make you an official ambassador. Um, and that's the other approach is I'll activate ambassadors in my network of stars too. So co-facilitators, ambassadors, people who love my stuff, 
So it almost like you think about a, a music artist and they do a grassroots approach. I view it the same way where I'll have, you know, stars, ambassadors, co-facilitators, um, super fans and all those things. And it just kind of sprawls from there. Wow. So there's multiple tiers of stars, it sounds like, like different types of people who are supporting, promoting um, you along the way. Absolutely. And one key distinction here is once I have someone that says I'm a yes, I actually have an agreement. You know, I have a speaker or a facilitator agreement or an ambassador agreement and why I do it. And it's simple. It's just a one page document. But I find there's something that when you can have people commit to something like just the act of a commitment of like if an ambassador or a star knows, hey, if I do this or this happens, then I'll get that. There's something that finalizes it in the energy. And I tend to hold the value that if I activate five stars and two of them become shooting stars, then I've won the game. And so for me, there's no scarcity of like, must find the perfect five stars. In some ways now at times, like I'll even activate like 10 stars. If I'm doing a big event, sometimes it's even 15 stars. And if I just get three to five shooting stars that really take off, then, you know, the game is one. And so it really does get to be a uh, snowball effect that compounds. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so activating stars, five or 10 stars, just knowing that, Hey, maybe not all of them become shooting stars, but that's the game and you're okay with that. Um, and I, and I like how you say, discover the win-win, um, as a second step. And I, I feel like you were uh, kind of tipping into that a bit here, um, with a K, hey, you know, they get these incentives if they bring a certain number of people. Anything else you can share around how you go about discovering that win-win with your stars? Absolutely. And, you know, and a lot of it, you know, is just a conversation. And I used to think everyone was motivated. Like sometimes you listen to these marketing stuff and it's like, must be affiliate commission, must be money. And the way my events work, they're high cost events on the front end. So offering additional money for affiliates doesn't really always work with my model. So I had to then get creative, like what other things can I offer? And so how that conversation will typically sound or go will be like, Hey, I'm doing this event in Italy, or I'm doing this event in Egypt come May. And I'm looking to really like expand, you know, the, the tribe. Like I believe in the power of the one degree network, which means we're always one degree, you know, away from someone amazing that we should meet or vice versa. Someone I know is amazing from someone, you know, that, you know, that they should meet. And so I will say, Hey, I would love to be able to count on you as, you know, one of my stars or ambassadors or co-facilitators, depending on what role that I see them in. And I would love to know if you'd be interested, love to know if you'd be interested in having a conversation about it. So that's kind of the first step is like, start the topic, get consent. Is there any shared interest? And sometimes they'll be like, what does that mean? Or you find your own language, right? I'm using my language for it. You might find your own language for it, but get consent. Yeah, I'm into it. Or tell me more, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'll usually, you know, share like, well, what's happening in your life right now? Like, I always like to discover like, what, what do you got going on? You know? And sometimes someone's like, you know, I have one of our stars is like, I've got an event happening in September. Maybe we could make a great marketing video where we promote your Egypt event on the front end. And then we promote mine. And if they sign up for both, we offer $500 off. Like, what do you think about that? And I was like, brilliant idea. That was the win-win. So I had the team make a, a reel. We had a win-win video. And then boom, now we're off to the races in that. And so being in that ask of like, hey, what's happening in your world? What, what would support you? And sometimes it's simple like that. And sometimes it's like, I don't even know right now, but I'd love to be able to count on you for when I have a moment and I could come back to you later. Or 
someone's like, yeah, you know, I'd love the exposure to your audience. And that's another thing is never underestimate the people you have and the currency we have. And relational currency, in my opinion, is more valuable than any monetary currency. And if you can be a good human and do good things and show up for people in ways that matter to them, people will want to show up for you in return. And that generosity pays dividends tenfold. And the more you nurture, which for me, the more I nurture my garden, my relationship garden, my audience garden, the more I don't even think about, is it a win-win or not? It just becomes this overflow. And so I tend to be a listener first and an excavator first. And then, uh, you know, sometimes the timing's right. And someone's like, I'd love to, but I can't right now catch me the next event. I got a lot going on. Okay, cool. Got it. And from there, you know, you, you meet people where they're at and you just be a good human <laughs> and good things happen <laughs> as simple as that might seem. <laughs> I like it. Uh, be a good human. And also specifically like listening for what makes a difference for people um, or right? meeting them where they're at. Um, really cool. And then the third thing you said, empower them. Um, Anything you want to share or expand on how you go about empowering uh, your stars? Yeah. So everyone has their own method for how they share. And I find that really understanding how someone gets lit up and sharing about things. Like sometimes you have like the friend that always gives you the phone call when they're excited and they're like, oh my gosh, you got to come to this concert or whatever it is. Sometimes you've got the friend that just is the texter. They never call you on the phone. Sometimes you got the friend that's like forwarding you emails. They don't call or text you. So you got to figure out what natural format and form resonates for this person and set them up for success. And so I don't just like mass mail people with here's my affiliate kit and all these things. And not that you can't have those things together, but I also really don't understand like, how do I make this so simple for you? How do I make this so such a natural extension of you and how you share with people you care about in your life that marketing is not even marketing. It just becomes a natural extension of how you share. And I really hold this distinction that when enrollment is present, registration becomes natural. So when people are jazzed, inspired, and bought in on what you're doing, the natural next step is to collect payment, to collect deposit, to, to you know, you know, do the registration act. And so often we shortcut enrollment and we only focus on registration. Here's my link. Go ahead and pay. Like you wouldn't just like walk up to some girl in the bar and be like, want to come home with me without like having an enrollment part before you would go to close. And it's the same thing is that, so when I empower my stars, I really empower them in the art of enrollment. And how do I be a champion enroller with them such that they feel they can share in a way that's natural to their extension, such that when then they go to register or close, it becomes a natural byproduct. And I, I really hold that distinction and that value. That's great. Um, yeah, when enrollment is present, uh, registration is the next natural step. I like that. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, awesome. I'm curious, your own uh, goals with your business, you know, what's next for you? I know you have an event in Egypt, um, but beyond that, like what is, you know, your next big goal that you have as a unconventional life? Yeah. Well, my vision for unconventional life has always been to bring together some of the most extraordinary minds, creators, artists, musicians, visionaries in the world and have a space where you feel like peers, a space where you get to take your mask off and you show up and the level of connection, it just is these moments of like, oh, like you too, like I feel like I've met you before. And then from those places, extraordinary business life I've seen couples get engaged and, you know, millions of dollars generated and all those things that those things get to happen. 
And there's a methodology behind that. And I've learned over all these years that methodology, and I call it the pattern interrupt methodology. It's the byproduct of creating micro state changes over the course for unconventional life, five days, right? That whether it's in food or what people are learning or the types of conversations they're having, they create these lasting shifts. And I like to say I'm in the business of transformation at scale. That is like the through line, whether it's my music, my real estate, you know, unconventional life, it's transformation at scale. And I'm in this you know, listening of how do I amplify and make transformation at scale more mass applicable. And so for me, I've, you know, developed an even additional company where we're actually teaching this methodology and being able to white label it behind other brands, artists. We were just chatting. We just did a private Jimmy Buffett show. We took Jimmy Buffett to Antarctica, you know, in one of my other companies that I have a business partner in and being able to see more of what makes people light up and shift work that's what really lights me up. And that methodology of doing it in this co-collaborative way, like it doesn't matter if the juice comes out of your mouth or my mouth, as long as it gets set in the room, we're all winning. That I really do believe is, is what is here for the future. And we all can leverage our parts to really make that greater whole. And so I uh, look forward to seeing how that methodology gets to keep rippling and these other, you know, trips that I white label with different celebrities, organizations, and things like that. And then on Conventional Life, we got our two like family meetups <laughs> are these business accelerators that we do twice a year. So we'll have another one coming up in November, December. We haven't officially announced the location yet. Uh, stay tuned. But I know New Zealand's on the roster, Zanzibar possibly. Uh, we've got a, a couple others that we're considering. So, Wow, exciting. Thank you for sharing that. What I heard from that was transformation at scale through partnership uh, with the methodology that you'll be able to white label with other, other people. And you're testing this in your other company, which is great. Yeah, totally. So, and have a lot of fun in the process is <laughs> also a value. If you're not enjoying it, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jules, uh, for our listeners here, if they want to learn more about you, um, I know you prepared uh, a, a gift for our listeners. Do you want to share that a little bit about that now? Sure, absolutely. So one of the values that I hold, especially from my near-death experience is you can either create in a linear reality, in a linear timeline, meaning you can just show up, get a lot of stuff done, and then get the results from that, you know, show up, get good grades, get a good job, follow the linear timeline, or nonlinear reality creation in the sense that, you know, you can take these certain actions that follow alignment, and then you can get these huge swings of results that's like the secret menu. It's the stuff that you didn't know that you didn't know that that begins to become possible. And how I've had a lot of success doing that, I call going into the field or into meditative activation types of states and bringing what you discover there into form. And when you think about just the laws of energy, things move way faster when you're in those states. And then in the 3D, the physical world, uh, we definitely have a little bit slower. And so it takes some time to catch up. And so a lot of how I teach the unconventional life, how I live, how I consult, all that is really based in that, that reality. And so I've got a meditation that if you're interested in starting these events, doing it from a non-linear way. All the time I have people say, how did you just do that? Or what, how did that? And this is how, right? And so I've got a meditation and a workbook, which we'll put, it's the artofexperienceretreats.com slash workbook, artofexperienceretreats.com slash workbook. We'll put that link there for you. You can go there. It's free to download. It'll be a meditation for you to start to visualize your first event. And if you've done a lot of events, it'll connect to audience in a, in a whole nother way. And this meditation is actually what I did uh, with a dear friend of mine coming out of my first actual dream. And I literally, that last day of that five-day event in Bali, like everything came to life from the details of the tablecloth and all these things in the most serendipitously unexpected plan. But if you ask top performers around the world, and I do on my podcast, 
podcast all the time. When you can see it and access it and experience it, even if it hasn't happened yet, we've already made contact and then we're just allowing our timeline and the physical to catch up. And so, you know, that's uh, definitely something that I practice. So check out that workbook if you'd like, and that'll give you both the meditation and then a tangible applicable way, how to work with the meditation into um, the practical and get you off on, on the races. So. Awesome. That's a great gift. We'll be sure to include that in the show notes. That's the art, uh, excuse me, art of experience retreats.com forward slash workbook. Um, and I'm a big fan of meditations, visualizations. I've done some work with Joe Dispenza and I've seen the, the benefit of that in my own life and uh, highly recommend for our listeners to download that resource, practice that uh, next level of creation, manifestation, see it in your mind's eye, and then create it. Um, thank you so much for sharing this. And before we wrap up for today, any final words to share with our guests? If you're listening to the show, just go for it. You got it. Like if you're waiting for that nudge or that permission or that voice, the moment you just decide, we forget the power of our decision power. And if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. Meaning if you don't take a choice and say, this is what I want, life gives you a bunch of other material. And so you're staying power, your decision power, your ability to hear this conversation, be in this conversation. Like if you're waiting for that final confirmation, like you got it, like this is, it's all yours for the taking and strap in and enjoy the ride. Cause it gets to be a really great one when you intentionally experience the experience design. Awesome Jules. Thank you for sharing those comments. And uh, for those of you listening to this episode, uh, be sure to share this episode with someone you, you feel would be a great uh, listener to hear this message from Jules. And also share the the resource that she provided here as well. Anybody you know that is wanting to create their next uh, unconventional type of retreat, uh, be sure to share this episode with them. So thank you again, Jules, for being with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.